This is the Man in a Room podcast. Hello there. Thanks for joining me again. Um, so I'm somebody who likes to look through my spam emails because I like the way they title them sometimes and it always sort of, some, not, not always, but it sometimes reels me in. Um, I like looking for the ones that are like masquerading as people who are, who are looking for me such as you know oh, i'm looking for so and so in england is that you and i'm all like okay so sometimes i'll play along sometimes i don't most of the time I'm like no i'm not the person you're looking for and they actually will reply and apologize um which is quite funny um but there are times when this when the spam filter doesn't actually work which i've actually noticed more on gmail recently which is very unusual because usually it's, it's pretty because usually the opposite like it's too sensitive but it's like it's less sensitive and so i'm getting these little these little creeps of um you know spam emails which is kind of interesting um especially when you sort of look at you actually look into the names because what they do is they actually pretend to be somebody else and so they use somebody else's like picture and like they're almost like catfish almost but um anyway i, I digress um, so I was looking through the emails, and one uh, the spam email it said something like um, coronavirus um, something positives. That was it, and it says something about Jim Davidson. I was like, Jim Davidson, what? Now I don't know if also who's listening to this right now, but Jim Davidson. I don't think Jim Davidson's listening to this, but he's an English entertainer. He used to be really popular in the 80s and the 90s. And then what happened was his history came out in his autobiography. And it turns out that he actually used to have fights, actual physical fights, with his ex-wife. Um, now, no matter what country you're in, somebody who, who beats upon a woman, you know, it's not, it's not cool. You don't do that. What are you doing? And so inevitably, his career sort of petered out. Um, but he still had a career somewhat uh, through his controversial stage act and all that kind of stuff. He can be amusing, but at the same time, you think in the back of your head, his past and all that kind of thing. And he famously uh, went bankrupt um, for because there was an investigation into certain accusations that were proven to not be true, but it it did like dent his career further. Uh, same thing happened to I forgot his name now, Freddie Starr, um, doing all the uh, Operation U Tree stuff. Um, that's all I will say about that. Uh, just to clarify, Jim Davidson was found not guilty of all that stuff. Um, but it was uh, actually there is a bit of a connection to Jim Davidson to where I grew up because he actually ended up buying um, a pier. In Great Yarmouth, because Great Yarmouth is like a massive seaside town. Well, it's not a massive seaside town. This is a very popular seaside town. And uh, he ended up buying a pier because he wanted to... He bought a theatre, more or less, and he used to have people go there. And he'd obviously do like a summer season there every year, all that kind of stuff. And then he stopped coming one year, and it came out in the news that apparently he got drunk and was in a fish and chip shop in Great Yarmouth and said about uh, Great Yarmouth is just full of fat people or something like that. And then he lost even Great Yarmouth's support, which is quite shocking. I think he got it back in anyway. But he, um, his sense of humour attracts a certain type of person. Um, it's not, if not, I say, not really my sense of humour personally, but he attracts a certain clientele, as it were. 
and I'm not having a go at any of those people, by the way, just to, just to clarify that. But it does play into um, what I'm about to tell you. So it's funny because it, this is a coronavirus positives, and it's a uh, Jim Davidson uh, went bankrupt, but managed to make all of his money back through Bitcoin. So I was like, okay, doesn't sound that plausible because Jim Davidson doesn't really come across as somebody who would know about that kind of stuff. But that's actually kind of interesting. Obviously, I'm not insane. I'm not going to click any links in email, in the email, I should say. Um, and I'm definitely not going to load any pictures from it because why would I do that? Because um, I don't know if you know this or not, but if you ever get a spam email, do not load the images. It's very important not to do that um, because um, the reason is is that they know that, well, basically the way the internet works is that things have to be put on the internet somewhere. So if it's being hosted elsewhere apart from your email, um, your, your e- email that you use, um, if you open it and it's on a, on the internet and you have to download it, um, that's the way the internet works in case people listening don't know this, um, you have to access said image on the internet and it knows that you've loaded it. So it's like, well, we know that person fell for it kinder. So we need to, this person is a positive. We need to hammer this person more or less. Anyway, that's just a little uh, side note there for people. Um, and so I thought, I'm going to have a quick look and see about this this Jim Davidson Bitcoin thing. So I thought I'm not going to go through the normal channels. I'm going to I'm going to Google it um, because why not? Because basically the story says that apparently Jim Davidson went on Good Morning Britain and basically said that he made all of his money back through Bitcoin. Um, and so you know people who are his fans would get that email and be all like, "Hang on a second, hang on a tick." If he what's this? He's what's this? I need money. So they would you know they would find out on this kind of stuff. Um, so it's very weird because it's obviously not true. Um, it apparently it, it appeared on Good Morning Britain in England and there's no footage of this appearance of him talking about Bitcoin because it didn't happen. But they keep making out it did happen because they obviously they, they altered the images for, you know, the the, the, um, the email because apparently they even got one of the hosts of Good Morning Britain um, to comment on it because it was actually that widespread, this this myth. And so he's like, oh, that's not how it happened, right? But I couldn't find anything, any information about it. And I went onto YouTube, and this was something else. Um, I went onto YouTube and t- I typed in Jim Davison Bitcoin, and there's a there's a video. It says Jim Davison Bitcoin, uh, fact or fiction, or something like that. And I clicked on it. I thought it might come to some sort of, I don't know, some degree of information about what the heck is going on here and um it's like well you know, this is what happened and you know they're saying that this didn't happen and that all that kind of stuff and they're saying that he used this this piece of software called this it's called this i don't know what it's called and um so what he must have done he must have come to this website um and then he must have clicked here did that and then there was a tutorial on how to use the software that apparently he became um rich off and it was quite funny because I thought about the levels that must have been gone to. Is that good grammar? I don't know. That have been gone to just to get to that point. For me to then right. So basically, this this is the long the long con. Strange fact. Uh, a strange claim about Jim Davidson. Right. I don't fall for it. I look it up. I find some person on YouTube talking about it, 
who says that it's uh, well we don't know if it's true or not but this is the, the thing that you would use and here's a link on how to use it and I was like do you know what? I'm not even angry I'm not even angry I'm impressed I've Im- I'm impressed by the fact that you've gone to so much effort to get someone to explain how to use this website that apparently he used and I was like I'm not even angry I'm not even angry I was like I'm impressed that such a level of detail has been taken by somebody and um yeah this is nuts it's actually genuinely nuts um so yeah I'm impressed sorry I just um I'll have to come clean okay I'm currently sitting here trying to see if I'm recording or not because I've got a bit of a migraine on the on its way or a potential migraine so I'm actually sitting here with sunglasses on and I couldn't actually see um the the information and also in case you want I'm recording this at night so um yeah um I wear my sunglasses at night so I- that's if that song was sung by Elvis Costello um, I do like that song. It reminds me of uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories, which I absolutely adore. Um, I've not played that in years. Um, anyway, yeah, so it's actually, it's actually quite interesting. Um, but then I sort of fell down this weird rabbit hole. Where's my phone? I need to get this. Um, where's my phone? My phone isn't in here. Oh, no. Okay, because this is, like I say, recorded in one take. I can't actually... Um, well, I'll have to talk about the next episode um, because I'd have to literally just leave you unattended and for a few seconds, but I'm not going to do that. Um, actually, there's actually something I do want to talk about, which is quite interesting. You talk about checkered pasts and all that kind of stuff, and I just do just want to say that I don't um, agree with Jim Davidson, especially his past where he had actual fights with his wife, ex-wife, I should say. Um because people say, oh yeah, it is of the time. No, no, it wasn't. Not everybody did that. There were men back then who didn't do that. So it wasn't actually. It was probably more common, probably more widespread, but not all men did that. Um, so, you know. But there's also somebody else who's had some of a checkered past, and that is uh, Michael Barrymore. Um, he's got a completely different story, actually. Um, and again, I have to be very careful what I say here, and I don't really want to get in trouble. So all I will say is that something happened at his house. There was a party that happened at his house and one of his guests died and had questionable injuries and there's the whole the whole thing that surrounds it is a bit dodgy. Um, and it basically just killed his career. You know, you have someone lying dead in your pool and it, it, it does kill off your career somewhat. Um, but he has tried to maintain some degree of you know, you know, innocence, and he's also done his best to keep some degree of a career. I think at one point I heard that he was working in a garden centre. I don't know how true that was. It might have been like a photo um, thing. But anyway, um, so he used to do this TV show called Strike It Lucky, which I absolutely used to love watching. It's hard to explain what it was. But the thing about Strike It Lucky was it was Michael Barrymore that made the show what it was uh, because he was like off the wall like the, the thing about Michael Barrymore's act was that he was a, he was a he was a live wire he was a loose cannon he was he would do he would just do things off the cuff and he'd basically keep the production team on their toes and there's a very famous clip of him at an awards ceremony uh, accepting an award f- from someone I think John, Jonathan Ross was presenting and he basically's like you don't need this monitor he unscrewed it all and took it off and put it somewhere and he started climbing over the set and you know just being Michael Barrymore more or less and um 
But anyway, you know, that's this would be really good. And the, and the show's actually pretty good as well. They're basically, I don't want to go in the premise of how Strike It Lucky works. But basically there's this whole thing where you have to, um, at the end of the, okay, so basically you have to make your way across uh, this, almost like a board game. Like you have to answer two, three or four questions to get across uh, before everybody else, like a race. And there'd be, um, you know, you have to answer questions and then you'd win prizes. But then if you landed on a hot spot, you'd lose the prize if you didn't bank it. It's very interesting. But the last part of the game is where you have to get across the board. But there's like 10 arrows, 10 hot spots and 10 questions. They jumble them all up. And then you have to, like the first set of, or the first column of TVs, you have to be like, okay, is it the top, middle or bottom? So you get an arrow, a question or a hotspot. And you have to try and get over, across there without getting too many hotspots. And all this kind of stuff. It's it's very well done. But I, like I said before, Michael Barrymore is the main reason why it was so good. And um, they've actually been repeating it on TV in England at the minute. So his career's not like completely over. Um, and it's, it's very strange because um, they do say that it's good for the human body, or the human mind, I should say, to have things that make them feel cosy and nice and warm, as it were. So they do suggest watching stuff that make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside, like from history, like from your past, I should say. And I just remember watching Strike It Lucky as a child and loving it. And it's just, obviously, when you find out about all the stuff that happened years later, after, you know, when the bubble burst and that kind of stuff, it's actually hard to watch, but, you know, I thought I'd be interested just to see what he's up to now, um, or what he's been up to, I should say. Obviously not right now, because obviously there's stuff going on in the world. But it turns out that he's actually turning his hand at entertaining people as well uh, on the internet. And I'm actually, and I'll be honest, I'm actually a little bit like fair play, mate. So basically what he's doing is he is going on his, either I think it's his Instagram or something like that, and he goes live on his Instagram and he takes calls from people, like video calls from contestants from around the world or whatever. And he's sitting there in his house. I assume it's his house. And he basically has a board game version of Strike It Lucky. And he just sits there and he'll take, like, he'll basically host Strike It Lucky, but with people in their homes. So they'd actually better play Strike It Lucky with Michael Barrymore as the host. And it's just like it's so lo-fi it's actually really really smart like i think more um people should do that and i just i I talk about this quite a lot but the way entertainment is changing the fact that michael barrymore is able to do that is insane the fact that you've got john krasinski doing a new show which is actually just nice it's kind of like what um what's his face he played dwight shrew what's what's that guy he did this thing called soul pancake which is basically what john krasinski is doing now he's from the office what is this name Rain Wilson, there we go. His name is Rain Wilson, and he was doing this thing called Soul Pancake. It's pancakes for the soul. It just makes you feel good, and you know. So yeah, it's actually quite interesting. And it's just all this kind of stuff. People are just doing things. It's just like it's impressive, and um, it's the connection that we never had before as an audience. The fact that people can do what they want. I'm pretty sure um, there'll be other people coming out of the woodwork to do stuff like that. I'm surprised that. Um, Timmy Mallet hasn't reared his head and been like, right, let's try to entertain the troops and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's a very strange time we're living in right now and there's just so much weird stuff going on, um, such as Michael Barrymore doing Strike It Lucky over Instagram Live um, and the fact that 
I can message him and be like, all right then, Michael, uh, top, middle, or bottom, you know, all that kind of stuff. Water back, yeah. What's a hot spot? Not, not a good spot. Wee, all that kind of stuff, you know. So yeah, um, I need to make a note. I need to well, let me just write this down because because I need to get right. I actually can't see the, my page. It's just so dark in here. It, I don't want to talk about Mark Labette. There is a reason for that, but. Yeah, I'll talk about that in tomorrow's episode. Um, bring, bring phone. Don't know if you can hear that or not, but I'll, I'll do it for comedy effect. But yeah, um, that's it for today. Uh, sorry, it's a bit of a short one, but I'm trying to work out lengths of this kind of thing. I think I listened, but I don't ever listen back to these podcasts. But I listened back to the half an hour one. I thought it went a little bit too long. So I think 20 minutes is about right. I don't know what this actual episode is because, like I say, I can't really see because it's too dark. 17. Well, that'll do, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I will speak to everyone again tomorrow and uh, hope you are doing good. Who is the man? Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of in a room you've never been in. For more information, head over to maninaroom.co.uk.